Ah, uh, hello, my friends. Hello, my life warriors, wherever you are in the world. I do hope you're having a great day. Uh, welcome to the Day In, Day Out podcast. Ah, uh, today on episode 115, I was lucky to, uh, lucky enough to have uh, Grace Baldwin on the podcast. She is a freelance copywriter. Uh, yes, uh, expats from the US. And yeah, she's recently launched a new business. And yeah, we talked about a number of different things. Uh, One, uh, we talked about her moving over uh, from the United States to the Netherlands. Uh, We also talked about her like taking up uh, triathlon and trail running. And yeah, how she has been working on how that balanced that out with being a vegan as well. And we talked about, yeah. Uh, stuff what inspires her in the realms of advertising. Uh, it was a very good conversation, a very nice conversation, and yeah, I look forward to having her back on the podcast. So please sit back, enjoy the show, and yeah, have a great day. Hey, peace. Ah, hello, my friends. Hello, my life warriors, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Day In, Day Out podcast. Woo! Today on episode... <laughs> I've been doing too many of these. 115, I have got uh, Grace Baldwin on the podcast today. She is, well, a, free light, a freelance copywriter who is an expat from the old United States or the new United States, I don't know, compared to Europe, you are a young country, but (laughs) hey, now she lives in Amsterdam, living her best life, Uh, fingers crossed. How are you today, Grace? I am doing really well, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Like, I have to say, yeah, I was intrigued when I saw your profile, like, I was like, looking through, I was like, okay, yeah, like, a freelance copywriter, like, I was like, cool. Like, yeah, expat, American, great. Then it was like going through it. I was like going, okay, trail runner. Okay, yeah, she has this sort of need to sort of torture herself. Then I saw triathlete. I was like, okay, yes, you you are in that sick fitness committee, but fueled all on vegan power. Look, I, I have to say I respect that. Uh, because like yes like this is being I like doing a little bit of exercise in my life but yeah like mm, we like where we fuel ourselves that's where we differ <laughs> it's like, like just saying yeah so yeah. I have to ask before I ask you about you being a copywriter and everything like this and before I ask you about being a triathlete tra- trail runner vegan anything like that why did you leave America Oh, well, I mean, that's a really good question, right? Um, so for a lot of reasons, in part, I fled. Um, but no, that's just... Hey, it's like, I fled. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a wonderful place. It's a wonderful place to live. So I'd always wanted to really kind of live abroad. Mm-hmm. It was something that was, yeah, quite interesting to me. And then, so in 2015, I came to the Netherlands to... Yeah, to just do an exchange for university. And um, yeah, and while I was here, I ended up meeting a boy. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, so I went back to the US, I finished my bachelor's and then, um, yeah, I decided that I just I wanted to move here. And so I moved back in 2017 and I've been here permanently. Ah, excellent. Are you still with said boy? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, there you go. He stole your heart and that's what made you stay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now I'm like, so with that, what else, like, what was the, some of the things what kind of surprised you when you like first got over to the Netherlands? Oh, it's hard to, it's hard now because now that I've been here, it's been five years since I first came here. So things mm -hmm. feel kind of normal, but I mean, of course the big thing is, have you, you, have you been to Amsterdam or the Netherlands? I, look, I have been all over that country. Look, yeah. all I've got to say is if you're on a train for more than half an hour, you've gone a very long way in the Netherlands. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things that really surprises me because so I'm from Colorado and things are so much bigger in the U S than they are in Europe. I mean, it's just mind blowing how much bigger everything is. So my yeah. perception of space has definitely changed where I'm like, Oh, three hours on the train. That's so far. Whereas I used to drive 40 drive 45 minutes to get to work on the other side of the city mm. uh, when I was 16 kind of thing. So, uh, um, yeah, I think that the perception of space is really different and that's something that I adjusted to. And then all the bikes here, man, it's <laughs> insane. It's really, really, when you, if you, you understand, when you come, before you come here, you understand that there are a lot of bikes and then you get, you step outside the train station and you realize there are a lot of bikes. <laughs> yeah no like this is the thing i think when was the last time i haven't been to amsterdam the city itself oh god geez i'm, I'm gonna say maybe 2000 2001 okay yeah yeah so like it's been uh like it has been a long minute but i've been to amsterdam last like well i've been to Holland, I should say, uh, back in 2008. I've been all up and down, like Holland, everywhere, but never, like, yeah, if I come, like, flew into Schiphol and, like, I'll just go, like, through Amsterdam to wherever I need to go and, like, yeah. And I've never been to Rotterdam. That's Rotterdam. Not. Okay. Rotterdam's really cool. It's really different from Amsterdam. Um, yeah. It, it, I mean, it feels sort of, you know, like London or one of these just big, more modern mm. cities. <laughs> very different than the rest of the Netherlands yeah and I I actually live in Utrecht now which is just out it's just another city outside of Amsterdam but 20 minutes by the train again everything's really small <laughs> distances are small I mean yeah so let's see with that like what have you found it has there been advantages disadvantages or like little like little unexpected surprises which have come up from this yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of benefits of living in Europe. I really, you know, I love that I'm close enough to travel um, to, yeah, different, different places, you know, I can go to Belgium for a weekend or, I mean, not right now, obviously, but um, yeah, the, the ability to travel and be, just be around. And I like that everything, you know, even though I do miss kind of like the open space thing and I like I miss sort of the natural elements because again, I'm from Colorado. I'm used to being, I you know, grew up having the mountains right next to me. Yeah. Um, so I, I miss that element, but I do like that everything is really well connected and it's easy to get, especially in the Netherlands, it's easy to get everywhere with public transportation, which is pretty cool. You don't yeah. need a car. Yeah, no, like that's the thing. I have to agree with that. Yes, going up and down the Netherlands, like no, you're, you're making me kind of nostalgic for the Netherlands at this present time. Yeah, so I was like, oh. I remember that. But yeah. no. Why have you done so much traveling here? Um, like basically back in the day, I used to sell like satellite communications equipment for okay. the maritime industry. So uh, one of the things I had to do was I had to travel around Europe a lot. So one of the main countries, like 
uh, like it was like Norway mostly, then it was like the Netherlands. So I had to like work out how to get around the Netherlands uh, with my, how can I say, my mastery of many languages being a British citizen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> does, uh, like, yes. Yeah. Gestures. Yeah. Speaking loudly. <laughs> Look, looking, look, look, looking pathetic and sorrowful for myself. Help me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and thankfully, most people in the Netherlands like, like look at me and go, "Yeah, I, I speak English. Come on, yeah, <laughs> like, I, can, I, can, I can help you out." Yeah. So yeah, so it's been it was great on that side of things, but yes, it's it's it is quite nice that everybody speaks English here, but it makes it quite di quite difficult to learn Dutch because people will hear. So yeah, I mean, my boyfriend is Dutch and I speak Dutch with his family and I really try and learn it because mm -hmm. yeah, I, at this point it's now a more long-term thing for me to be here, but it's very hard to go into a cafe, you know, and try and order something in Dutch and then they hear your accent and immediately respond in English. <laughs> uh, yes, I, no, I hear you, I hear yeah. you. It's like, a, I'm trying, like, you should be like, I'm, you should wear a t-shirt. Like, I'm, yes, I am trying to learn Dutch yeah like, i have a little like, i have a little pin that says like speak dutch with me and i but i feel i feel super dweeby when i wear it don't don't yeah you're, you're there to learn damn it you're there exactly to learn. Yeah. <laughs> like so with this like okay you've been a copywriter what is a copywriter for people who don't know yeah so i write marketing and sales materials. So, you know, I really, I write websites. I write, um, websites are really the thing that I enjoy writing the most, but websites, blog posts, um, basically anything that's on the internet that has words is written by a copywriter or a content writer at some point. And mm. uh, so, yeah, so yeah, my specialty is really helping marketing and sales teams make their product more pro more yeah more marketable and also yeah sort of helping f figure out the funnel and how are we going to position things and what are we going to say about this product that's unique uh so yeah it's a really fun it's a really fun job i really like it yeah like i can imagine like being on the sort of side of things where you're like coming up with the creative for it yeah like is there sometimes where it like the creative gets a little bit strange to what the product is with regards to copy um no i don't think it gets i don't I, what do you mean by strange really like basically like they go we got this product here but they like it's all right they sort of like go off on a tangent and like you like oh yeah we want you to write this but the product does something completely different yeah it's not, you sometimes have to figure out you have to kind of align things and say okay this is what the product does and here's how we can make it sound sexy yeah um and yeah, we, you know, and I was just thinking about this earlier today, but when it comes to writing the stuff or marketing or sell, selling the stuff, you can't pretend to be somebody else. You just have to be yourself and focus on what makes you really unique mm -hmm. um, and then figure out the right way to say all of that. Yeah. So, like, did you just stumble into it or it was like copy? Well, I want to be a copywriter and you stood there as a light came down upon you and went, yes, you shall be a copywriter. Yeah, so I did, I did just kind of stumble upon it, but it, it's, it makes total sense for me. I've always really liked kind of adverse, I've, I've been, a, I've loved writing since, you know, for as long as I can remember. And I've always kind of liked advertising. I thought it was really interesting. And I liked, you know, I remember I would write flyers um, for like a garage sale when I was, when I was in my teens. Um, or, 
yeah, in, in internships, I was always the one making making little posters and stuff like that. And I really yep. liked all of that, the, the design and like writing element of it. And then I, yeah, sort of realized that that there's actually, that's actually a job. Uh, and that I just have not, I just naturally gravitated towards it. But yeah, I, I ended up in it because it was something that I could do here because I moved here when I was 22 and had, you know, not a lot of skills. Um, but it was something that I could, I could do here um, and that I could really do from anywhere else, anywhere in the world and be freelance and um, yeah, have the mobility. Right. She's a lady with a certain set of skills. <laughs> she, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was a skill set that I, all, I, I had, I had internally, but then over the last couple of years, I really formalized it. Mm, mm. Yeah. I have to ask, like, are, are you a sort of advert connoisseur because you're in the mix? Do you kind of look at TV adverts and like, oh, wait a second. Oh, I see what they've done there or advertising campaigns and go, ah, oh, like that campaign or not. Has it turned you into that kind of in some regards? Yeah, you just kind of, you kind of look at the world a little bit differently. Sometimes I can turn it off, but then, you know, if you, sometimes you see things that are just so spectacular and you're like, ah, oh, this is an amazing website or, oh, this, I love what they did here. Um, and you can sort of see like, yeah, the mechanisms behind something. Right. Uh, what was one of the last sort of campaigns or like website or something? What made you like, oh, wow, that's a brilliant job right there. Yeah. Um, so, you know how Spotify every year does their year in review kind of thing? I'm, I've paid attention to it slightly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, this year, they, one of the, um, one of the pieces of copy they wrote for it was thanks for spending thanks for spending the 67 months of uh 2020 with us and i i literally took a screenshot of it because i thought it was just so brilliant and uh it was a really good moment where the writer met the user right at exactly where they are which is a, a really brilliant use of copy mm, uh, yeah like this is the thing that no that is quite decent actually because, yeah like yeah the one, like the one sort of iconic one most people go to is uh, Apple 1984, where like you see the lady running down with the big hammer and then throwing it. Yeah. But, like the one what always sticks out in my mind of, yeah, just sort of leg, like sort of legendary marketing, branding, everything like this. When they f like first started Air Jordan, I was like, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I get that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. Yes, it's pretty cool how how these campaigns can really speak to people and like and change culture in a way. So mm. yeah, I think it's a, it's a really interesting space to be in. Yeah, no, I've like this is the thing. I like, people just don't realize how marketing and advertising is there with us on that sort of day to day basis. You might not be aware of it, but it's there, always yeah. whispering in your ear. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So you say you find it hard, like you find it hard to turn it off sometimes. Like, is it because you're like, going, okay, yeah, I see the little strings being pulled or how is that? Yeah, especially if I, especially if I, cause I, because I really like websites, right? So if I'm looking at different websites, especially with like software websites, I, mm. I, I'm looking at them to also learn from them. So that part, so it can be hard to turn it off if I'm looking yeah at something that's specific more specifically to like what i do mm. um beca yeah because you know i mean i i don't really sell like air jordans right i, I work yeah. more specifically with smaller tech companies so I, yeah. i'm always paying attention when i'm on a website for myself for that reason um just to sort of see what other people are doing but yeah it's 
you can sort of see, okay, what's the thinking that goes into this page mm. um, and why have they done what they've done? And it's especially, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's harder for me to turn it off right now because I'm just really immersed. I'm, I'm the last couple of months I've been really immersing myself in trying to learn as much as I can. Um, and yeah, yeah, just go, go as deep as I can. Right. Sounds like you've got a big push happening yeah. in the next uh, couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. Can you elaborate or is it like uh, mum's the word at this present time? Well, yeah. I mean, what's, what, what really happened was, you know, so I actually was working at a company in-house at a company for two years and I just decided to go freelance in September. Wow. Very, very suddenly. Um, so yeah, it's not necessarily that I have a big push coming in the future. It's more, it's more that the last couple of months I've just been told my life has changed really dramatically because I have gone freelance. Um, and it, it's been, which has been wonderful. It's been, a, it's been a nice change of pace. Yeah. And like, this is the thing, like it's a bold, like with the way the world is at this moment in time, it's a bold step. Yeah. Uh, was it a case of, you just saw, like looked around and went, you know what conditions are right to make this bold step? Or was it a case of this, like, going, if I'm not going to do it now, I'm never going to do it. What was going through your mind when you came through that? Yeah, so it was both of those things, you know, I, I, the story is that I was actually leaving my job to go to another job, ah. um, which then fell through last minute. Um, and I just really took it as a sign, you know, I'd been thinking about freelancing for a long time. And it was something that I was, I'd always kind of, because I had freelanced before. Yeah. For about eight months back in 2017, 2018. Um, and I really had enjoyed it, and but then I went in-house. But I, it's always something that had been on the back of my mind, and I'd always wanted to really do it mm. um, for the, lo the longer term. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, I just when, when everything happened in August with, with my jobs, it, it just took it as a sign from the universe that this was the moment to do it. Um, and I thought, okay, you know, I might as well try this. If it doesn't work out, I can always go find another job, but let's just try it and see if it works. And it's been working really well so far. Oh, I like it. I like it. Like, this is the thing. I've, I think so many people like, get sort of caught up in their sort of comfort zones, if you get what I mean. And like when they get caught up in those comfort zones, they don't realize you might be comfortable, but you're not actually sort of growing as a person. And like, yeah, taking those sort of steps to like sort of move yourself forward. And yeah, you know what? There can be a nerve like jangling and like, yeah, you're like, going, oh, this is like, yeah, you if I could just have the safety of this, but you know, I mean, you're not going to sort of push yourself to that next level. And I think, yeah, with the step you're taking, look, I like, I wish you luck with it. And uh, I'm sure you don't need it because, hey, I, I have a sense you've got like, yeah, the drive and ambition to like push through with it. But yeah, like take that bold step. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, and I, I. I mean, I totally understand it too, right? Like, I mean, I probably wouldn't have done it if, you know, I, if the circumstances hadn't allowed for it, right? Yeah. Um, and, but uh, yeah, I think that, I think that especially this year, a lot of people have gotten much the chance to actually pursue a dream um, yeah. and do something, do something just really different. Um, so yeah, and you know, I, ho I hope the best for everybody that's doing it. Mm. Yeah. like. Have you found, like, compared to when you were, like, freelancing in 2017, 2018, 
apart from like global circumstances, is there like, yeah, is there a sort of difference in vibe now with regards to you going out there and like going, okay, yeah, need to contact people here, need to contact people there, or what is the general vibe? What experience have you found? Yeah, I mean, so it's a lot very personal too, in that I have, yeah, I, when I was freelancing before, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but now I really, now I know what I'm doing and I have a much better idea of where I want to go and what, what my skills are just so much better over because I've grown like personally and professionally and in my craft in the last couple of years. So I'm just, I've gotten so much better and I'm, I'm really thankful for that period because it helped me figure out things like, okay, this is how I have to go to the chamber of commerce to set something up. And like, this is how I send an invoice and mm. all of those sort of steps I'd already completed. But then this time around, I've had, a, my drive has been much bigger to, to go for bigger things. Mm. Uh, what would you say is like, if you say you had a target or a list or a set of goals for the next say six months or so, what would you say would be one of those goals? Doesn't have to be the top one, but hey. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I really want, I want to move. So right now I am doing a lot of sort of content marketing and content strategy, mm-hmm. um, which is fun, but I want to sort of, tra- I'm transitioning my business a little bit to focus really more on like pure copywriting and less content marketing. Right. Uh, yeah, because I, I, for me, it's just at this point in my life, I you know, maybe in the future, I'll come back to content marketing. But right now I really, uh, yeah, I want to specialize a bit more in like this pure copywriting and pure creative um, and pure creative problem solving, I guess would be the better way to phrase it. Creative problem solving. Okay. Yeah. You know what? That's the first time I've ever heard that being like said, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. So with that, hmm. Give me food for thought right there. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. It's not to say that, you know, that blog, I think that yeah, like content marketing and blog, blogging is a wonderful, uh, wonderful, wonderful um, profession. And, and you know, I do really like, like blogs and I like the blogs that I'm running for my clients. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just, it's just different. And I, I found that I'm getting a bit more satisfaction from yeah website projects email projects case studies that kind of thing yeah like this is the thing like there are a lot of people what like they look at sort of blogs and go okay yeah that was like 2008 like yeah blah 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 like you can't you can't make money off of a blog like what you know i mean oh when someone's blogging ah it's your hobby there you go but which is a shame no it really is a profession yeah and you know in the B2B world, you aren't using blogs to necessarily, you aren't trying to monetize your blog. Mm. Um, but yeah, for the business to consumer world, if you can do it, it's, I mean, it's a lot of work. I mean, you, you know this, right? I mean, it's a lot of work to create content on a consistent basis um, yes. and yeah, and marketing it and putting it out there. I mean, it's, it really it is a full-time job and it's, a, it is a, it's an awesome profession for people who do it in, the, in, like the, consu- in the consumer world. Yeah, like this is the thing when it, I would say this is where a lot of people, if they are in the sort of creative world, they sort of, there's like, they fall down on one or like one or the other. If you get both of these right, you go forward and more times than not you succeed. They either fall down on not making enough content 
uh, or they make uh, I've done it. I've I put out like like five blogs, or I've made five podcasts, or I did it. They've done it so so little, and then they give up. I put out five YouTube videos. It didn't really work out. No, or they doing all the content in the world, but they don't actually know how to sort of get that sort of marketing side out there to get that attention. And like, yeah, every time I look at it, it's like, right, someone's like being like, yeah, they've been killing it on the content, but look on the marketing side, you're like going. Yeah, 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 exactly. You have to create that sort of return on the investment, right? Because you're putting in so much time and especially if you're creating your own blog for yourself, right? Hmm. Like you're putting in so much effort into creating content and ultimately you want to reap the reward of that effort, right? Um, but yeah, so I mean, you have, yeah, it requires marketing savvy to do that, to do that, which is again, why it makes it such a, it's a cool, like become, being a blogger is a really cool job because you are a marketer and mm. you're doing it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so with yourself, like doing, doing the like copywriting business and stuff like this. So did you consider like starting up your own blog or do you have your own blog? I do. Uh, yeah. I have my own blog. Um, yeah, I, yeah. So I have my own blog, I, but I'm not trying to necessarily monetize it. So a lot of, you know, a lot of bloggers who work in the consumer world, yeah, they'll try it. They'll put advertisements on it, or they'll put, they'll do affiliate uh, linking programs. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily doing that. I have a blog. I'm still figuring out the best way to actually use it, but I do post, or I try and post weekly for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I use it as an opportunity. So in the last month, I've been writing a lot about headlines, right? Uh, and how to write a really, really good headline. And yeah, so that's, I use my blog as an opportunity to help my customers or my clients, potential clients, understand what goes into the craft. Mm. Yeah, Uh, the craft. Like you see, when you say the craft, there's always something a little bit like you go, okay, what is the craft? You're like, yeah, the craft. craft it's yeah. like when you go yeah like search engine optimization you're like yeah seo <laughs> it's like a, yeah. what, what, it's, it's a what whole world that? yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a whole world and it's a, yeah seo is especially technical too um but yeah I, I mean the longer i do copywriting the more i really think i mean it is something that you have to practice every day it's it's a design form it's a bit of an art form it's like writing poetry um and yeah, it is something that you have to practice and get better at. Ah, so always rifting. Uh, yeah, exactly. But it's, I mean, it's the same as, you know, giving interviews, right? That's something that you aren't automatically good at, but you, you build up that practice and you, yeah, become over time an excellent interviewer like you are. Oh, 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 thank you. Oh, thank you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll send you a check. Please don't check <laughs> it anytime soon. Like, or because like, yes, like, yeah, it will bounce left, yeah. right, center, yeah, through time and space and back to me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know what to say to that. Like, oh. But it, it is a, my point was more that it is, it's a craft, right? It's something that you intentionally try and get better at. Yeah, no, I think like, with regards to like myself with podcasts and everything like this, like it's, I'm always trying to think of how I can be better than the last time. Like if it's a case of like, oh, you, you should have seen me on my first podcast. That was a trip. <laughs> but, that's like, but yeah, but it's always about like 
moving forward keep like self-improving and yeah get uh, well get my craft to other standard which um there is no sort of like end goal it's just mm -hmm. constant evolution so, exactly yeah. and it's, it's a journey it's a journey and it's it, yeah part of being on like yeah experiencing the journey and enjoying the journey part of it and not, yeah. yeah exactly not having an end point you have in mind mm. yeah you mentioned you produced other people's podcasts yeah. That, yeah like are you in the midst of doing your own podcast yourself Right now, no, I'm uh, focused purely on just trying to, yeah. So my main marketing channel right now is my blog and my newsletter. So I'm not, mm. I'm not launching a podcast anytime soon. It's yeah. Something, cause I really like talking to people one-on-one -on -one and I think it's very cool. I think it's really interesting, but I'm yeah. trying to be more guesting on podcasts rather than producing my own at the moment. No, no, that's all cool. That's all cool. Because like, yes, you like, let's just say, uh, in my research on you, like, yeah, I saw a YouTube video where you were going like for a job interview. Oh my God, you found that? That's that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, like, hey, what can I say? I can be, I can be thorough when I need to be. <laughs> that is a very thorough. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, like I was just like, I was like checking out your demeanor on camera and everything like this. And like, yeah, you got like that sort of video storytelling like like vibe about you like would you sort of consider like if not doing a podcast but sort of like doing a youtube channel sort of uh sort of documenting your sort of journey as well a newly found like business owner slash like entrepreneur would you be doing like would you look at doing something like that yeah, for sure. It's something that, yeah, exactly. And something that I have thought about actually doing actually is building sort of kind of, it's also kind of for yourself too, to be able to go back and say like, wow, this is what I was doing last year. Mm. And this is how things have evolved. Um, but yeah, so it's something that I have genuinely thought about doing, but right now I just don't have the time for it. No, no. I, I want to be able to put my, like really put myself into it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it is, it's an interesting idea for sure. Like, hey, like, this is the thing. I think you'd do really well if you did like go down that line. I think you'd like, yeah, really spark up a vibe or two, especially being an American expat, like just outside Amsterdam, with like doing your trail running, like triathlon and <laughs> such. Mm. Well, thank you. I'll send you a check in the mail now. Well, that, yes, the way I'll cash <laughs> you immediately. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. I need the money. No. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So dare I ask, like, okay, yeah, like you, you're a trail runner and triathlete as well. How many triathlons have you done? I've actually only done one. Right? Yeah, unfortunately. So I only got into it last year and I went into it hardcore. Um, but I, I've only done, I mean, I've only done a sprint triathlon, which is not that hardcore actually. Um, but yeah, my, my, I was planning on doing three this year and then Corona happened. So yeah, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that the, our, our little friend derailed my plans a little bit. <laughs> I think our little friends derailed many a plan. And many a plan. Yeah. yeah. 18 months behind on everything. But yeah. yeah. So what is the difference between a sprint and a regular triathlon? Yes. A sprint triathlon is... Um, so it's a 750 meter swim, 
okay. a 20 kilometer bike ride and then a five kilometer run. And then sort of the standard Olympic triathlon is a one and a half kilometer swim, 40 K bike ride and 10 K run. You say 40 K bike ride. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, like what, okay. What got you, like what got you onto that path? What well, was like, yeah. Did you just wake up and went, I'm doing a triathlon today. <laughs> yeah. So I got into running two years ago and then I, I had always been interested in triathlon. It was something that, you know, I had a babysitter when I was younger who did it. And I was like, that's so cool. And it seems so legit. Um, and yeah, so hardcore. And I was like, I, I always told myself, oh, you'll never be able to do it. You know, that's only for people who are really athletic, blah, blah, blah. And, and then uh, last year I just decided, all right, I'm going to just, I'm going to try it and uh, see if I can do it. And it was really fun. It was really, I, it was more fun than I was expecting it to be to sort of have the three different sports to be practicing and uh, training in. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed myself. Right, right. Okay. So this, like, if it wasn't for Corona, you said you were down for free. Was it going to be all sprint or was it going to be like regular triathlons? There was one, it was one Olympic distance and then there was going to be one sprint and then one that was kind of just a weird, uh, it wasn't really, it didn't really fit into any of the classifications. It was still a triathlon, but it, I think it was like an 800 meter swim. It wasn't a standard distance right. one. It was more of just kind of a fun run kind of thing. Yeah, like this is the thing. Like if I ever did a triathlon, I think, yeah, the running, the running and the bike would be, yeah, no problem at all. Like the swim, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, the swim was, I was the most afraid for the swim too. But then, yeah, I found that it was actually kind of the, because it's the shortest distance. So it was only like 15-ish minutes. Um, but yeah, and, and it's, I was so afraid. I was like, 750 meters sounds so, sounds like so much, but then you, you know, you train for it. And over time you come to, you come to say, okay, I can do this. It's okay. Yeah. Like, Hey, I understand that. But yes, I'm, I'm about as buoyant as uh, one of those diving bricks back in the day. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. It'll just be me on the surface, like yeah. long. <laughs> like, oh. I had never, I had never really, you know, I'd, I, have been in pools for all my life, but I've never really like swam laps or anything. Yeah. And so I was really nervous about it. Cause I, yeah, you know, I'd done it. I remember, I think I did the 50 meter at one point when I was in a university and I was like, this is the worst thing in the world. Um, <laughs> but you know, it worked out. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was a nice challenge. Yeah. Like one of the things like I, like one of the things I think with all of the sort of training you need to do to do a triathlon, can, can you hear? Oh. oh, yep. There we go. I hear you. Okay. No worries. I, I was, as I was saying, one of the things with regards to doing the training for a triathlon and, and anything like that, it's like balancing your sort of diet with that. And with regards to like yourself being a vegan, like because look, I'm like, I've just like, it'll be like whole foods. I would say balanced meal, whole food, do that, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. it must be a little bit, is it more tricky having a vegan diet or is it just like you, like straightforward? In the beginning, so when I, I first went vegan, when I actually, when I moved to the Netherlands um, and 
yeah, in the beginning, it was kind of tricky because you have to, you have to kind of relearn how to cook. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, for the first couple of months, it, it was time consuming. I will. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's something that throws a lot of people off from it is because it, you know, people think, oh, it's really, it's so time consuming. But after a while, I mean, you know, you learn how to cook pasta again, or, you know, you know, find burgers that work for you, but you have to, for the first couple of months, you have to balance it out. But when I was doing all my training last year, um, I was able to, because I had already had the, the experience of being vegan, it just was a matter of kind of like doubling the amount that I was eating. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, a book, I think if you haven't read it already, I think you should read. Have you heard of a book called Finding Ultra? No. Or maybe I have. Yeah. I basically, yes. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but yeah, he was like a vegan ultra runner. I think it's Scott Jurek, right? Mm? Scott Jurek, is that his name? I think it might be. But like he, like he basically, when he hit sort of like 40 or so, he was walking up a flight, like his flight of stairs to go up to his bedroom, found himself like out of breath. Like, yeah, like <sighs> this guy has had like battles in his life, but yeah. Yeah. Discovered veganism and like he, how can I put it? He did what people, I think, do when they first discover veganism the first time around. They, they I'm vegan, so I must be eating healthy. Uh, <laughs> that soon learned, he was like, okay. Then he discovered ultra running. And then basically uh, he did oh, this mad, like five ultras in like five days in Hawaii. Yeah. But yeah, like some of the things he like goes through and stuff like this, I think, yeah. It, when you get back out there on your bike, yeah, your running shoes in like in your swimming gear, yeah, I think you need to like take a leaf from his book, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I'll do. Yeah, I just looked it up. It's Rich Roll, actually. Rich. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, I think it's like I think anybody who does endurance sports, regardless of whether you're vegan or not, you have to pay attention to what you're eating mm. uh, and make sure you're eating the right kind of foods and eating eating enough too, because you just burn so many calories. Um, so, but yeah, I think no matter your diet, you're going to be paying attention to it. Mm, indeed, indeed, indeed. Like, yeah. nah, like this is the thing. Like, did you just get into trail running the same way or was it a case of, yeah, how did that come about? Um, my boyfriend was into it and then, and he was very into it. And so I just kind of started going going out into the into the nature here as well too there's a nice woods area that's like 10 minutes by train from my house mm. um, and it's a nice way to sort of get out and go somewhere different and I've gotten to explore a lot of the Netherlands um, that yeah that I otherwise wouldn't have seen which is pretty which is a pretty cool experience mm. Excellent. yeah I have to ask look you're in the Netherlands now like with your lovely chap and like you're enjoying life. Like, is there a list of like countries you want to go to next? Uh, what would be the sort of number one, the gold star? I really want to go to Greece. Uh, I've never been. Uh, and it just seems nice to sort of sit, be in the sun. And, you know, I, I think, yeah, have, have winter, winter time of what, like 16 degrees or something like that and sunny. <laughs> And uh, yeah, not not cold and rainy and wet like it is here. 
but yeah, I've always wanted to go to Greece. So hopefully at some point I can do that. Ah, no, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Yeah. And then like maybe, yeah, Austria too. Why Austria? I've never been. Okay. Just yeah. never been. Yes, I, yeah. You're in a key place where you can do all your European travel in like no time at all. Uh, yeah. It's quite strange. It's quite strange though, because now that I've been here, I kind of like, oh, you know, I'll get there some, I'll get there someday. Um, and so I, but I, yeah, have, I've done very little travel since I've actually moved here, which is very strange. Mm. I think a lot of people, I think a lot, it happens to a lot of people, especially Americans who move here. They think, oh, I'm going to go to a different country every weekend and then life happens. Yeah. You know, but... <laughs> no, you see, you, you've been kind of normalized. You see that, exactly, you, yeah. Uh, yeah, you've been taken in by the clan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll just say, yeah, before you know it, you'll be like, going, yeah, I don't go to these parts of like, have you been to this part of Amsterdam? No. <laughs> 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 no, I? that's a tourist yeah. thing to do. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know you get jaded. Uh, well, well, not too jaded. Hopefully, no, not too... no. It's, it's still, it's still pretty magical. Every time, you know, every time I wander around and I think, oh my god, this, you know, this building is older than the country that I come from, kind of thing. And it's, it is. There's still a magical element that I don't think will ever go away. Mm, yeah, I'm the. I'm gonna ask you this, and it'll be the only time I ask you this. Like now, like you might get mad at me, but yeah, uh, but yeah. Now, as an American living in Europe, yeah, like the United States, a good three and a half thousand miles away. Like, what's it been like looking at? How can I put it? The fun house from the outside. <laughs> It's weird, man. It's so strange to like be over here and sort of see what's happening. And it's especially, you know, like it's very strange to understand what's happening and understand the cultural, I don't know, background of why, why things work the way they do or how things work or, you know, like why there are guns and why people really like having guns. Right. I mean, this is just an example yeah. of one of many. Um, but then to also view it from the outside and sort of see how the rest of the world sees the country. And it's just really strange. Um, it's, it is like watching, it's like watching a circus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can imagine like, this is a thing like, yeah. Um, with regards to sort of everything what's gone on in, well, globally and like, yeah, because it's an election year over in the States and look, you, like people might not go america's not number one or anything like this but everyone pays attention to your election yeah exactly yeah <laughs> exactly. and like, everyone can tell you who the president is or like, is not even like the current president doesn't seem to recognize the current president elect but that's another story like that's no that's another story but it's yeah it's you know, like, I'm very happy with the election results. There's still tons of uh, work to be done, of course. Mm. Um, but I'm hope I'm hoping that at least a little bit of like respect for from the US to the rest of the world is reinstalled. And it's not just it doesn't, you know, descend into madness. Well, like this is a thing I think oh, right now, like it's going to be quite a sort of huh, a screaming affair, like up until the 15th and then like yes <laughs> it's it's done yeah yeah exactly done. exactly but, yeah. yeah so but 
yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It'll be, it's interesting times for sure to watch, but it's also, it's been quite strange to also see sort of how massive the influence of the American election is. Um, and yeah, just around the world. Mm, yeah, but don't worry. When the, when the US elections is finally done and dusted, because you now live in Europe, well, <sighs> the never-ending story of Brexit will continue. <laughs> so yes, you'll yeah. get you'll get a healthy dose of that. So a yeah. healthy dose of that. Yeah, that's also that's also strange to strange to see. Yeah, it's a uh, it's quite funny. Yeah, because it has to ha it's happening like in the next couple of weeks, right? It's it, end of this month. Um, I think it's like officially just like yeah, uh, if there's a deal or no deal. Mm. <laughs> it's like there, well, yeah, there has to be some some sort of deal at some point yeah like yeah, yeah. what i'm going to find strange uh, as like i voted to remain but like mm. when it was like yes i vote to leave i was like okay that's democracy now get on yeah. with it <laughs> it's like it's like I'm, people are like oh no we should overturn it it's like okay no 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 no, no. <laughs> that's not no, how yeah. democracy works no but yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's going to just be strange from my point of view, like having to most probably get visas for countries, which I never had to get a visa for. That wasn't even a consideration, just like running through the EU section. That's like, there's my passport. <laughs> <laughs> like cruising through. You're like, I get the fast path, the yeah. fast line. Yeah. Oh, you know. oh, yes. Like if I saw, if I like, put it this way, if we were both in the airport, like a few years back and like you're like i'm american i have to kill the queuing over here you just see me like come sliding through yeah exactly you see the, the rest of the rest of the rest of the world we're in that long winding line where there's two people at the passports at the passport control stamping for this line of 150 people yeah no and then the european passport it's like oh just electronic everything yeah oh yeah. <laughs> beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing. Look, but you get your revenge when like anyone comes over to America. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, yeah, it feels like I've been on like in this queue longer than my flight, but that's another story. Hey, hey every the, the thing in the US though is everybody goes through that too. I mean, even as a citizen, you have to stand in line forever. So yeah, it's a, that's also a nightmare is going going over there and see yeah, just seeing the airport and everything too. Also very weird. Yeah, no, I can imagine. I can imagine. I have to ask, where would you like to be in five years' time? Like where in the world or where do I want to... Like, where would you like to be in the world, personally, life? Like happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Where would you like to be? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm pretty happy with how with my life right now. I think you know what I would like to buy a house in the next five years and have a little bit more stability with my business and not you know I mean the last four months, as with any entrepreneurial endeavor, the beginning you work like crazy, and I really enjoyed my work, but I think at a certain point I want to have a bit more balance between you know my my personal life and then my work life, um, even if my work life is my personal life. Um, but yeah, so I mean, overall, I'm pretty happy. I like, I really like living in the Netherlands. I like living in Europe too. So there's, even if I don't stay in the Netherlands, even if we don't stay in the Netherlands, thinking maybe going to Ireland or maybe to Munich, just somewhere with a bit more actual like outdoors. Um, 
but uh yeah i mean i think yeah for i think i want yeah it's just more the stability of the business but that's that'll come yeah excellent excellent i like that i like that a lot i can't yeah. complain but is there a book or a film you would say help sort of like inspire or guide you or something else there's a lot yeah <laughs> um let's see yeah i have to think about books and films yeah i mean right so right now i'm reading harry potter which has always been you know a lovely series this is my third time reading the series i'm reading it in dutch this time around which is <laughs> very weird because all the names are different uh all the words are different but so i really i always really liked the harry potter series i thought that it i like how just magical it is and just really different and creative being in um, dutch does it still have the same vibe or is it a different vibe it still has the same vibe it's a little bit different it, it's maybe also different because it's not my native language and i'm i am reading it so it's a little bit like there's a bit more friction yeah um, but it still is the same same vibe and yeah, the, the words that they came up with, like Hogwarts is Zweinstein. Um, so it is it is still a little bit of the same vibe, but it's also, it's doesn't quite, for me at least, doesn't quite flow as easily. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Huh? But yeah, the Harry Potter series. Um, there's a book that when I was a kid that I read a lot called um, The 21 Balloons. Right. Have you heard of that? It's about this guy and he wants to live in a hot air balloon for a year and so he builds this whole house underneath a hot air balloon and he takes it up and he flies out of san francisco and then he ends up on an island in uh like in uh southeast asia that's this volcanic island and there's it's but it, i won't ruin the story for you but it's an excellent children's book or young adults book that yeah really inspired me the writing's really good in it um and then, yeah, in my adult life, I'm really inspired by like David Sedaris's books. I think they're hilarious. See, I, I need to read a little bit more myself. Like, yes, I, the only things I tend to read are sort of like um, autobiographies and yeah. sort of like uh, sometimes self-help books, but yes. Uh, but that's always with like my audio book when I'm having a run. So yeah. yeah. yes, yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to Obama's new book, which I think should be out now. Or I think it's, I think it is out now. Yeah. 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 I also, I want to, I want to listen to that one too, for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. Because I really enjoyed uh, Michelle Obama's book. And yeah. Her like, book yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Just because there was this one bit and like, this is like, I kind of like with regards to how you think you are being perceived and how like people perceive you. It, there was this one moment and it like sticks out like a sort, it's like, can't get, like she's like on the campaign trail, she's doing all the speeches and every time she does a speech, there's drops in, in the points. And like, she was like, I, like they played it, they went, look, they sat her down. She was like, yeah, like, they, they went, they went, okay. They didn't even try to explain it to her. They went, okay, watch it, like watched it with, the audio on and she was like yeah it's fine and went right they muted it and like just through her body language and everything like this it was just like she like she looked at it was like ah right 
Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's like, it was just like really sort of night and day sort of like, yeah. Exactly. And if I remember correctly too, they were talking about how then, yeah, like the news, the news outlets can then sort of, yeah, you know, they can strip the audio away and then, ha- you know, start, say something about the aggressive mm. uh, nature of Michelle Obama or whatever. Yeah. And which, and then, uh, yeah, talk over it and like leave her body language there or, um, yeah, so which I thought was a really interesting lesson for sure. Oh, yeah. And like, it's, yeah, so much pressure if you're in a role like that. Oh, yeah. Like, this is the thing I would say you've to do something like that to sort of put yourself out there. No, 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 especially with today's, look, today's media, look, anyone can find anything, and it's just like, right. And something completely innocent can be weaponized hundred percent yeah so it's like right because when everyone's like going oh michelle for 2024 like i was like i could just see michelle obama like going not in no. your life <laughs> <laughs> never oh. again yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah look it was like going, he was lucky i stayed for the four like for the whole eight yeah. years because <laughs> no no yeah no yeah no, that's unbelievable mm. yeah i uh yeah, that, that book was really eye-opening. I didn't really realize, yeah, right? I never really thought about how, like, what her job was like as First Lady. Quite quite uh, enlightening. And also just interesting to learn more about their story together. Yeah, like, the whole thing is, you got to, it's like, you kind of, how can I put it? The First Lady and the Vice President, like, are kind of two roles which you kind of like, a, it, they must have some importance but you don't actually see all the work they're doing behind the scenes, again, working, working, having a full staff, going through the day, like day-to-day schedule, the grind and having to react to seemingly like things which you're like going, right, what? Huh? And it's yeah. like going, okay, I've, we've done an Easter, like Easter egg hunt and you're going, and that's all you see, you get what I mean? It's like Easter egg hunt, you've dressed the Christmas tree, you're like going, Oh, that's very nice, uh, Mrs. Like, uh, yeah. like you know I mean, Miss President's wife. Thank you. That's that's great. You go, no, she's the first lady of the. You know what I mean? There's a yeah, lot exactly. Of yeah, yeah, and that they have. Yeah, exactly. That they have to have these sort of initiatives too, and um, yeah, it's it, it just quite strange. Yeah, I mean, it is a job, right? But it's but it's not a paid job. But it's also you, even just as a relationship too being there to support your partner on mm. both sides right quite quite a quite a strange situation to be in to be yeah the first family absolutely and i would say if you want to really test any relationship to <laughs> yeah go through a go through a u.s election campaign yeah i think that'll yeah. that'll uh, really test you <laughs> i believe so i believe so yes but i have to i i have to i have to be honest with you i've got to reveal this and like it turns out like I've been hiding stuff from you. I'm sorry, but oh gosh, I'm a being of supreme cosmic power. Like, okay. yeah, yes. And yeah, I've got to say, yes, I can grant you one wish before you start and um, before you come into anything. Like I want more wishes. No, you can't have that. I want to bring people from the dead. No, look, they're like their Latin rules apply and yeah. If you want to write down stuff on a piece of paper and wish for everything on that piece of paper to come true, no. And you can't have world peace. <laughs> too many people ask for it. <laughs> you... 
what would your one wish be? Um, that the coronavirus goes away. I don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> Why can't that one count? That one wasn't on the original list. <laughs> Look, people have been asking for that as well. No, no. <laughs> too much. Uh, can I wish that people wear masks? Or that there is less of a political debate around masks? Well, like, look, I, I said I can grant you one wish. I didn't say I can, like, grant you a miracle. <laughs> it's like, look, it's like, but yeah, if you want the, if you want the mask thing uh, to be like, yeah, I, I can work on, on, work on it for you, but like, it might mean most of the world turns into a police state, but that's another story. It's, like, it's just so frustrating to me. It's like, the you know, I get that the mask can be uncomfortable, right? But it's all about caring for other people and for yourself and yeah just i don't know i saw the the governor of colorado posted something on instagram this this is just so millennial right you know uh the governor of colorado posted something on instagram that was a quote from uh dr fauci in the u.s that was saying you know you wear seat belts to protect yourself and yep. there's no debate about seat belts anymore why are we, masks are the same thing i mean they're yeah it's just it's just a way to yeah even if it, even if it, even if the like the effectiveness of them is debated it's still you know why why not wear it yeah like this is the thing uh, i look, i don't know anyone anyone who likes wearing them like you know i mean it's just like okay if you're wearing glasses like like yourself yeah. team up yeah like you're like okay but yeah, it's a safety thing. And look, one of the things like after like after the big coronavirus pandemic thing is over, come flu season, I'm gonna I'm I will still sport a mask because like the amount the the mad figure that flu has come down by, like something like nine like ninety five percent. Like it was like going, yeah, you're going okay. Rather than get a flu yeah. shot, just like wear a mask for like at least two, three months. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, with, exactly. yeah, with regards to this, just wear a mask. Like for it's going to be a limited time when things get better. No need. Yeah. And then it'll be like wear a mask during flu season. Why? Because they they seem to work. <laughs> they well. seem to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They seem to work well, and it can. Yeah. It keeps everybody healthier like that's all work yeah exactly yeah care about each other and like mm. yeah it's about being a part of a community i think yeah but yeah do you think do you think that masks will endure after the pandemic i think i think it's going to be a yes like the reason why i say this and i think it'll be more sort of uh how japanese culture does the whole mask thing uh if like if someone's sick, they will wear a mask in Japan and like sort of like do it that way. I think that might be a thing which will be ingrained in some people. I don't think it's going to be absolutely huge or massive, but I think there's going to be a fair share of the population which is forever changed with it. And, yeah. yeah, I think people are going to be a bit more conscious of kind of breathing on each other. Yes, and yeah. look, and when some look, when people are sick trying to go into the office like I <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like, um, like, like go I was like just go home 
Just yeah. go home and rest. Work from, yeah. Or if you're, even if you're feeling fine, but you're, yeah, I don't know. Like if you have enough energy, just work from home. Yeah. 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 If you've got a job where you can do that, do that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. People will understand, especially yeah. after 2020. If they don't understand, yeah, they, they've been in a coma for the, like the whole of this year and then some. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I know. I, yeah. I, yeah. I think. I think it will, uh, I think things will definitely change for sure. And hopefully we can be a bit more compassionate to each other, but also if it's just selfishness of like, I don't want to get sick, so I don't want you breathing on me, then yeah, I, I don't know. I think it is not necessarily a bad thing. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like if there was one positive message you can give people out there at, before we go, what would that message be? Yeah, I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, right, of kind of, it's, yeah, there's the risk involved with taking a leap of doing something. Yeah. Um, so for me, I mean, this year, it was, you know, leaving a job that was stable, but then, uh, yeah, deciding to just go out and start a business in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and I don't know, that, I think that, yeah, that's right now, at least that's the positive message is like, trust yourself enough to, to do things that scare you. I like that. Trust yourself to do the things that scare you. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. That would be that would be my little tidbit, I guess. Oh, it's a great tidbit. It, it, Happy to hear that. Small but mighty. But it's great. <laughs> yeah. In Dutch, there's the same short or like yeah, exactly small but powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, so there you go. There you go. Yeah. Can you tell the lovely people how they can find you out there? Sure. Yeah. So my website is rhubarbcopy.com and I have a newsletter. Um, I put a lot of time and effort into the newsletter. I really, I love writing it every week and I try and make it fun and interesting. And I give copywriting tips and just writing and marketing and business tips. And I also send out like music recommendations or really good YouTube videos that I find. Um, so yeah, sign up for that. That's, that would be where I would, that's the best way to get in touch with me is go to my website. Perfect. Well, I'll do I put that into the show notes, the description, so everyone can find you. I'd like to say this to you, Grace. Thank you for coming on today. You have been a superstar, uh, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. This has been so fun. Hey, you go. That's what I aim to do. That's what I aim to do. It has been <laughs> a lovely Friday afternoon. Oh, perfect. Oh, <laughs> Perfect. Ah, thank you, Grace. I'd like to say thank you to you, my friends, my life warriors out there uh, for staying, uh, watching the podcast, listening to the podcast up until this point. Please uh, stay safe, stay well, uh, have a great day. And remember, be awesome, be excellent, be fantastic. Be all the positive bees you can be in this world and then some. Have a great day, guys. Yeah. Peace. And we are...